Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I'm Fern here with Dom. Hey. So, Dom, I know you're very pro uh, colonizer. Yeah. So, um, tell us about your Thanksgiving. Oh, it was fine. You know, it was just my family, you know, you know, we just had food and had Thanksgiving and then went shopping and that's about it. I mean, it was fine. It was pretty good. It was like any other Thanksgiving. Was it like an all-day thing? Well, I got there like pretty early because I wanted to like because I wanted to watch the parade with them, and then I wanted to also the game the um, I think the Lions and the Bears played first. I want to I want to watch that too. So you guys were shopping too, right? Yeah. So when during all of that did you guys? Go outside to light the effigy of Christopher Columbus praising him for all the glory. <clears throat> that was like I think a little bit after we we carved the turkey uh, when my dad carved the turkey before pie. Yeah, obviously. Uh, <laughs> that's good to know. I mean, we have to praise Columbus for making sure that making making way of um, clearing this land of all the freeloaders who were living here first, <clears throat> so then we could actually, you know, make something of it. Manifest destiny. So, like, we we make food, but they always try to do just, like, Thanksgiving food. Yeah. And I really don't care much for it except for, like, corn and uh, mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, slowly, like, you know, I try to introduce random shit to make it more, like, not Thanksgiving. <laughs> Uh, but I, I watched this documentary uh, yeah. about like Native American cuisine and stuff mm. like that. And it was like, it, it, I mean, it was sad, but it was funny how they went about it because it was like very, you know, oh, getting into the cuisine. And then it's like, and then all the white people did this to natives. And it's like, oh, <laughs> and then it's like. Yeah, but see, but then we got this, you see, see this food comes, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, see, yeah. Oh, and good. then white people did this to natives. Oh, yeah, that's right. But see, then you got this food. It's like a, oh. it's like a sweet, savory mm, food. Sounds good. And then white people kept doing this stuff oh, to natives. Oh, my God. <laughs> like watching, I'm just like, I wonder someone watching this, someone yeah. who's not native, uh-huh. who's most likely white, I wonder if they like, get turned off by that they probably do after a certain point they feel like either they feel super guilty and they're like man i feel bad and then or there's those ones who are like shoving down this sjw like agenda down our throats because like Uh, this is history you're trying to make me feel bad for something that some other people did those are your ancestors yeah but i mean like the same ancestors you always quote when you're talking about certain things that are happening today in America. Yeah, because I like to pick and choose what I want to quote them by. It was cool because it was just going through, like, how they, you know, they say, like, oh, when you think of uh, Mexican food, you think of Mexican food. You think mm. of Italian food, you think of, like, Italian food, whatever. And he's like, when you think of native food, it's either nothing yeah, or very little. But then they would just break it down to, like, well... 
natives were all around the country. So there's different, like talking about in the like northwestern area, how it was, you know, more fish and stuff. And then like central uh, U.S., how that was different. And then like American Southwest and Pacific Northwest, like they're all native tribes, but they all made different food because guess what? Not everything was the same. Did the plain the, the natives of the plains eat um, bison burgers? They hunted bison. I know you're trying to be racist, Dom. <laughs> um, but then they're talking about how, like, just in uh, the Americas in general, yeah, uh, north and south, that a lot of the a lot of the stuff that you know people perceive as like other cultures' food kind of came here. Like they're saying, like, oh, Irish people potatoes. They didn't have potatoes till way later because potatoes oh. came from here. Yeah, and then they brought them there, and they were like, "Oh, and they're like, oh, look oh, at this look gold, at this. Oh. this delicious gold." Oh, it's a, it's like gold that's grown out of the ground. But it was intriguing. It it got me more interested in like, yeah, see, this is the shit that we should be doing, not like dried ass turkey, fucking white people Thanksgiving. It's like no one gives a shit. Intriguing. <laughs> this Thanksgiving week, weekend week has been pretty crazy. Yeah, is this called Black Weekend or something now? That's racist. We celebrate like Black Pride now. That's why. That's what it's called Black Friday, right? Racist. But now it's officially Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So Dom, give us some Christmas news. This is the fucking news. So, Zombieland 2 is definitely a thing that's happening. Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin are all reprising their roles, right? And joining the cast is going to be someone that we both like. Zoe Deutsch. Director's coming back. They're teaming up with the original writers, Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese, who both worked on um, Deadpool. I thought... They were already filming because it says that she's set to join Zombieland too. Well, because um, I think we we heard about news of like it was gonna be for sure, mm-hmm. and then I thought it was maybe a while ago, but not too long ago that they were gonna start shooting. Yeah, it says the sequel is set to go into production January. <laughs> yeah, um, and because they said it was supposed to come out. Late next year. Yeah, so, so like I was like October. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, that that makes sense. But if it's still coming out that year, and it's that's a fast turnaround. Yeah, great. She's amazing. She needs to be in more things. Um, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. I, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. She think people be, hate him too much. Yeah, she she needs to be in more things. You think it's a little too long though? Since since it came out, it came out in two thousand nine. Do you think? Halloween will take a little bit too long. No, because there were sequels in between. It's kind of the same thing with Avatar. Like, would you say that's too long for Avatar? No, because that movie was dumb. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a dumb movie. Uh, That's true. That's true. Because actually, you know what? When I think about it, I'm like, no, you know what? Zombieland came out like a few years ago, right? Oh, wait, it came out like almost 10 years ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's crazy because what's her name? Abigail Breslin. Breslin. Like in my head, she's still like that age, but now she's like a full up, like full grown up. Yeah. So it's like, I hope that what they do is one year later, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, 
Oh yeah, how does it feel being um, uh, what would she have been like, like thirteen? Oh, like, yeah, like thirteen. They're like being fourteen, and like, oh, it's good. It's just this growth spur is kind of crazy, and they're like, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. A um, lot of miles put on us from the stuff that happened to us just a year ago. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, either way, I'm stoked because I love the movie. And I finally got my nephew to watch it. Do you like it? And he liked it. So, it, yeah, it took a little bit longer than I would want it to. But at least we're getting a sequel. So Margot Robbie has revealed the full Birds of Prey title. Have you ever heard it? Yet? I saw. Th- I did see that there's like the post of like the script. But I, didn't, I it, didn't hear anything about it. It's Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Cool, like um, Dr. Parnassus and whatever. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? <laughs> kind of sounds like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, she showed a picture of the the front of the script, and it says Birds of Prey, and then it has it like written in. And the fat, what? The fat, fantabul, no, I think I said it wrong. Fantabulosus Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Jesus Christ. Is there details on, like, what it's... Uh, the plots... The plot revolves around young Cassandra Kane coming into a possession of valuable jewel belonging to one of Gotham's most feared crime lords, Black Mask, who is played by Ewan McGregor. Once Cassandra's life is in danger, it's up to Harley Quinn and a number of other vigilantes, mainly Huntress, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and Black Canary. I don't know who that is. Journey Smollett B- Bell? To protect the girl. Quinn emancipated herself from her longtime boyfriend, the Joker. So that's that's why. It was in a comic, so that's why. And he's not going to be in the movie? No. Could Ro- be fine then. Rosie Perez is going to be in the movie, as her what? name, Montoya. I mean, like, any of these DC ones, it's like... Meh, I guess I'll wait to see like more of it. Like with Suicide Squad, I wanted to see more. And then when I saw the movie, I was like, okay, now I can see now, my judgment. Yeah, on this I movie. mean, we talk about it all the time. None of the shit that they have ever like posted got me super excited mm-hmm. um, until I actually saw the trailer for Suzanne. Mm-hmm. All up until that whole point, yeah, I was yeah, like, whatever, like, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, okay. I'm ready for this. Yeah, and then the new Joker stuff has been looking pretty good. So, like, hopefully that's... God, I hopefully it's not, like, a train wreck. It sucks that you have to feel that way about these movies, but mm. it makes total sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, and it does kind of, I guess, ready put it... I guess it ready puts a sour taste in my mouth knowing that this is a part... Technically, it's a part of the continuing dcu yeah. because from what i got already it's not that great <laughs> so that's you know but i mean in all honesty i think when we first heard about this they wanted to put the joker in like everything right they wanted yeah. to put him here they wanted to put him in his own movie and in their own movie yeah so when batman still hasn't got his own movie and yeah. we're never gonna get that because um ben affleck's in rehab still right is he I have no idea. So, like, try not to be as negative. Yeah. I guess it'll just be like, all right, let's see how this turns out. 
Let's see how, you know, any anything else comes out. Let's see the trailer. And then from there, we can actually make a gauge on, like, all right, is this going to be worth seeing? Is this just like, oh, I'm totally not into that. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Like like we said before, the, the turning point for the DCU could already been changing. And we just don't know it because we haven't seen these movies yet. But... I mean, it's going to start off pretty soon because Aquaman's going to come out. And depending on how well that's received, I'm not going to say how well that's how it does because I could see it making a lot of money and people enjoying it. But the actual movie and if it makes sense and if it's entertaining yeah. and if it's like, oh, I got exactly what I wanted from this movie. When that comes out, then we can actually see if it's like, all right. Maybe we're just sour pusses and it's better. Or we're like, nope, we're always right. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. The actual movie itself doesn't intrigue me. But who knows? Who knows? YouTube finally seems to get that we don't want to pay to watch its shows. So... YouTube has decided, so anyone who does pay the $12 a month for, like, their, like, premium service, you know, their streaming, where they have, like, their own, like, shows, like the, what is it, Cobra Kai and all that, where they, and the YouTuber, like, the creators have their own, like, paid shows where they, like, oh, look at we're going to do this, and then here's a free episode, so come watch us do this, or whatever, right? <coughs> They're, like... I guess they're getting rid of that. They're <laughs> because I fi- I finally think they they understand like, oh, you know what? No one's actually paying for this, and nobody really watches these shows. And oh, we're not getting as much like accolades as like you know like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, <laughs> and we're just like here floundering around like, hey, who's who's uh, who's who's a new YouTuber? Uh, the PewDiePie. All right, give him a show. Are they axing everything, or they're just making I, it free? No, again? they're just making it free. So okay. start um, starting next year, I guess. So like it could be like any time next year, but yeah, everything that they that they do right now that is like under that t- paid. Oh, was it YouTube? Is it still YouTube Red? Probably. I don't, I don't even think so anymore. Is it? But they're gonna they're gonna put all that on just on YouTube for for um, for free. I don't think it's necessarily that it's not good. I think it's more of no one wants to pay. Because uh, I haven't watched it. I would. I, I guess maybe I could now. Is that Cobra Kai series? Yeah. A ton of people actually really liked it. And that was actually one of the series that got people to like try it out or yeah. get it. Because, I mean, I guess it's like part nostalgia. But also they said it's actually really good. I don't know. I haven't seen it. And there's been a couple of things that like strike my attention, but yeah, I don't want to go out of my way to pay for YouTube for things that don't intrigue me as like okay, I'll be honest with you. If it was a Halo series, I actually might. Because it's Halo. I love Halo, right? And yeah. I get where they're coming from because some of these YouTubers people love. Like yeah. people are diehard YouTuber fans. I get that. But sometimes the shows aren't really like, oh, that's not what I thought yeah. it would be. Yeah, exactly like, right. Like um, with Game Theory, 
they gave him a show, but it was like like him doing action sports, yeah, but like game. That that was one thing that I was thinking of as an example too, because I was like, it was he was trying to be kind of like MythBustery, but like not good. Because <laughs> because like there's the one where he goes in like a plane because I watched that one because it was like one of the first episodes because they had it for free. Yeah. And he goes in like a plane to show like, oh, this is what happens when your body is doing like a barrel roll or whatever, right? But it was just kind of like, okay. I think PewDiePie had like a similar thing, but it was more of just him doing stuff, right? Yeah, but see, like, that would be kind of funny because he'd probably say something like, he'd accidentally, yeah, say something racist and you're like, oh my god, this guy. Like, they they definitely have things that intrigue me like i think there's a a like a poppy tv show which i would totally watch if it was free mm. they have that show right now origins mm-hmm. that like keeps popping up with that dude from harry potter and it looks oh, all good? it looks all sci-fi and oh. stuff like that so if it's free then that, like yeah, yeah I'd, most <coughs> likely i'm gonna watch it so what they're probably gonna do is they'll probably put it up for free and it's just gonna be have like heavily ad like heavy oh yeah, ads yeah, yeah. In it. see and this goes back to what we talked about before. If mm. they had something where it's like, pay three dollars, yeah, pay one dollar. Real, I guess I I would say like five dollars pushing it, mm. but pay yeah like one to three dollars for no ads or minimal ads. I would do it for sure. I would do it because there's times where I'm watching normal stuff that I watch and I get why, but yeah. it's like the thing is maybe. 15 minutes long and there's like three or four ads in it and it's like oh you fucking serious yeah but i get it like i i get it um yeah especially for the ones that you you want to go watch you're like i want them to be able to make money but it's like at the same time i don't want to watch that yeah i'd rather just be like here don't give me the ads to start the show yeah or um if you even if it was like no to minimal ads i would do that because Yeah, like I'm I'm all about, you know, YouTubers putting ads in for money or whatever, but imagine paying $3 and, you know, the ads are either in the beginning or the end or something, right? Mm. And like I don't know, I just that's something I would pay for. Yeah. I think if it was just something as simple as that, I would pay for. Having to pay more money for a serve for really like your po- I guess the positive of it is you're getting this new content. Yeah. But it's like, but I could watch the free content for free. Mm-hmm. And the free content's <laughs> what I'm really already interested in. Yeah. So what are you talking about, YouTube? And I mean, it's one of those things where right now it seems like crazy that. YouTube is doing all this stuff because, like, oh, I remember when YouTube was this. I remember when YouTube was that. Yeah. But in all honesty, like, YouTube might not even be around, you know, much longer. Like, who knows? Yeah. And I only say that because it's starting to come down to the point where they're having problems with having censorship and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, like, the amount of creators leaving or going to other places is huge. But it could start small right now mm-hmm. and grow bigger mad but those people are already going to other places they're they're making patreons they're making their own websites whatever right so i mean youtube i, I don't know it i get what youtube was doing mm-hmm. but 
it's so hard to have people want to pay for stuff like that when that stuff is really small compared to what YouTube is. is. It's not like they're giving, oh, hey, this streamer has a TV show. Oh, hey, this um this Russian guy who does like car reviews has a TV. You know what I mean? Like YouTube is so big that doing this, I get what they're doing, but I think it was too small of a bubble for anyone to get interested in. When they didn't, it wasn't offering that much, you know, yeah. especially for a price. Like if it was $5 for YouTube Red and you got the music and all that stuff, like, and the, you know, little to no ads. Yeah, sure. You know, I could see some people, I might even fork over money for that. But as is, it's like, uh, I hope that YouTube still is making original content. Like, oh yeah. You know, now that this stuff's for free, awesome. I can actually check this stuff out without having to, you know. Gave them money for something I don't really want. Yeah. So, who knows? what if they started doing like, um, what was it like, um, product placement in the video to help cur- curve the ads? Like, would you would you be okay with that? You know how they were saying that like that's what some like um, stations wanted to do. Like they wanted like ABC or NBC. They wanted to put more like product placement, like where they're like. Oh yeah, like instead of ha- cut down on the ads, instead of they'd be like, oh yeah, like I can't wait to have like a when I go home and have like a nice Coke. Oh man, it just quenches the thirst. A Coke, and they pull it, put it up to the screen. Oh yeah, Coke, classic. Yeah, um, and it, I mean, technically, it does happen now. I mean, you're watching oh, yeah. videos, and they're like, this game is brought to you by War Machines, and they do <laughs> little product placements, like, oh, you know, whatever. But. If you're talking more more about like the actual YouTube content, I would still be okay with it because mm. yeah, I mean, if they're taking someone like a PewDiePie and they're putting him in his own sitcom TV show <laughs> and it's getting millions and millions of views, That's right? That's my Nazi. Yeah, and it's getting millions of views, but he's also like, oh, this is why, this is why I only drink Mountain Dew because Mountain Dew, blah, blah. and it's like an odd, obviously product placement or like. Mm. Oh, let's get into my blah 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 my, my car, and they're like, we can't fit. And he's like, no, that's why I bought this new Honda Odyssey. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it, it would be it's a. It, I mean, that would be funny because you know be it's product funny. placement in the comedy. But I'd be fine with it because it's like, well, I'm choosing to watch this still. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. yeah, YouTube's paying for it, but you know, I don't have to watch it. I'm choosing to watch it, and if I really have a problem with it. And yeah, it'd be different though if it's like some if it's like a someone making a kid show, and then they're like product placing some liquor or something. It's like okay, that's obviously inappropriate, <laughs> but I, I think I'd be okay with it. Okay. Got room for one more? They call him the hangman. When the handbell says dead or alive, the rest of us just shoot you in the back and up on top of perch somewhere and bring you in dead over a saddle. But when John Roof the hangman catches you, 
you hang. Get in, boys! This here is Daisy Domergoo. She's wanted dead or alive for murder. When that sun comes out, I'm taking this woman to hang. Is there anybody here committed to stopping me from doing that? Well, well, well. Looks like Minnie's haberdashery is about to get cozy for the next few days. Yes, it does. One of them fellas is not what he says he is. Move a little strange, you're gonna get a bullet. Not a warning, not a question. A bullet. From the mind of Quentin Tarantino comes the 2015 star-studded western, The Hateful Eight. With violence, suspense, and all-around wildness, The Hateful Eight brings everything Tarantino does, and it brings it to a long, well-played-out story. Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's really telling the truth? Who's the good guy, and who's the bad guy? Throughout the film, we're constantly looking for those answers, but do we get them at the end? Yeehaw! This was a pretty good movie. Even from just like the opening scene. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's alright. It's so good. I will say that watching it. Uh huh. I liked it for being a super fucking long movie. Played out really well. Mm. Uh, I didn't get bored. It's very intriguing. I I don't think I really have anything negative to say about it. I, I will say that when it first came out, I was intrigued to watch it. Yeah. But it's one of those movies where it's like, I felt like because I missed that special edition, like, you know, 18 hour mm. showtime, whatever. Yeah. I felt like, well, if I'm not going to watch it then, then I'll just wait for it. That would have been so, I wanted to see that. Me and my mom, my mom were going to go see it. Because it's like 70 millimeter. Oh, God. Like, just because even just watching on Netflix, you can just see, like, it's like this would look amazing, like, on like the Sin Capri or something, right? Like, or IMAX just thrown up, just like huge, just, oh, man. It just, it's, it's the cinematography of this movie is just. Yeah, because there's parts of it where it's like, why are you letting this scene run off? It's so boring. But it's like, I kind of, but then after a while, it's like, oh, you get it. Like, you get what they're doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, just watching them stick the 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 nails in the snow mm-hmm. so they can, it's like, they just kept showing it. It's like, okay, you can change now. Okay, you could change it now. Okay, you could change <laughs> it now. There's things like that. But, I mean, it fit the movie. It wasn't. You know, yeah, you could have, and I think we talked about it. Where I believe there's a short, shorter version, which mm. they probably actually 
cut a lot of that stuff out. Probably. So it's, that movie's probably only like maybe an hour, 25 minutes, probably, roughly. So for this being the first time you've seen it, like, what did you think of like the, the twist with um, Channing Tatum being in the basement and then everyone was in on it? Well, going from the beginning to the middle... You're always you're trying to constantly piece it together, yeah. like from the beginning, straight up. Oh yeah, from the beginning, and you know they give you little things where it's like, is it, is it, is it? Yeah. But you still you're watching. You're trying to figure it all out, and things are playing out, and it's like, okay, okay, you know, is it still this way? Is it still this way? When it goes back and it shows that whole thing, yeah. It. I mean, it was kind of like okay, because. I was trying to feel like I was trying to be like, all right, who's a part of it? Who is it? Whatever. First second, it crossed my mind that they all were because I believe that he even said like, maybe one of you, maybe all of you, whatever. So part of me wanted to say maybe, but I was like, ah, I don't know. It's probably the British guy because you can't trust British people, yeah, or Mexicans. Well, okay. And so, technically, you're right. Uh, I like how. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tim Roth? Yeah. The British guy? Yeah, Tim Roth. I like how when he's, when he's lying, he, he's, uh, he's more. Properly British? I forgot where it's, where it's supposed to be native from, but you you can tell it's more like upscale English. And then when he goes back to being like bad guy, it's all. Oh, yo, I'm I'm from England. Yeah, all English pipe. Yeah, that's right. Angus Prate will kill you faster than you can say your mom or something. I don't know. Something yeah. British. Yeah. Uh, the British are weird. They're weird. Um, I like that. Um, but also, I kind of like how we're watching it. And with any of these movies, you're trying to look for, like, who's sat in my on? Who's a good guy? Yeah. Who's going to, like, oh, yeah, who's going to give him, you know, justice? But at the end of the movie, it's like, they were all shitty people. They were all shitty people. <laughs> all of them. Like, because you, you want to be on Samuel L. Jackson's side, but, like, he lied to everybody. Like, that he didn't really, like, um, get that letter from Lincoln. And then he killed all those, yeah, he killed all those, like, Confederate soldiers, but he also killed Union soldiers. Yeah, but He's, that was because of war. Well, also, they were all white. So, yeah, I mean, he gets fine. a pass for that. Um, and then even like, uh, Kurt Russell, I mean, yeah, he's like the, uh, like a good guy, but like, he's also pretty like dickish. Yeah. He seemed the more, the most naive, mm-hmm. which is funny because the way that they paint, the way that they paint him is like, he's, oh, he's a hangman. Oh yeah. He's, oh, he's a baddest mofo around. But when, when he talks about the letter and how it's a fake and he gets all butthurt and yeah. it's like. Everyone else is, like, fine. Yeah. But he's, like, all really upset. Because he's the one who got played. Yeah. I don't know. Just, like, it just, that kind of changed, like, how you saw him. Because it's like, oh, wow, you're really taking this to heart. I do like, um, what's, it, what's his name, Walton Goggin? His his character was pretty cool because, like, yes, he was a horrible person. His dad was a terrible, like, Confederate soldier and all this stuff. But at the end, when he has the opportunity, when you think, oh, he's just going to kill Samuel Jackson because he's black. But, like, it's like, no. You find out, like, he he's not in it for, like, he's like, no, I actually have a job. I'm going to be the law. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, it doesn't matter. Like, this is what's right. <laughs> 
Also, he's like, you were going to let me drink that coffee. You knew the whole time. <laughs> I love how you think that, you know, you're going to get all this Channing Tatum and he just shoots him. I was like, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Because when it was happening, I was like, why doesn't he just shoot him? He should just shoot him. Yeah, and, he just, and then he, and just, he shoots just shoots him. him. And I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> perfect. That was like when I when we first saw it, or when I first saw it, I was like, Channing Tatum's in this movie? Because <laughs> they never promoted him for it until you watch the movie and you're like, Channing Tatum's in this. And then, yeah, he's in and you think he's going to come in and be like, some like badass. He's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm like going to shoot everybody. Because he comes out of the basement all like, oh, yeah, what's he going to do to get out of this? Because you think, oh, shit, what are they going to do? And he just, bam, <laughs> blows his head off. Uh, I liked it. I, I really did. Uh, I mean, it's Quinn Tarantino, so you kind of know what you're going to get into. Mm-hmm. It is a, I will say it does have a little bit different flavor mm-hmm. as opposed to even something like um, Django Unchained. So Django and, and, and Glorious Bastards were both nominated for Best Picture. Hateful Eight wasn't. Would you say that this one should have been as opposed to those ones, or are you okay with it not having been? I don't know. Because when I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, because like, Glorious Bastards is really good, right? And Django Unchained is really good. This one's like really good, but like. Well, see, here here's the thing: is Inglorious Bastards is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I can watch that all the fucking time. Yes, good. Um, and I get why it was nominated. It mm. was very, it's very captivating mm. and funny. Yeah. Uh, Django and Chain, I love that movie too. I don't think it was as good as Inglorious Bastards, but it's still. A movie that I can watch a lot it makes me laugh super hard. Yeah, everyone in it's <laughs> everyone in it's good. <laughs> He's like, you want me to treat him like white folk? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I like, but I like how um, what's his name is all nodding, and he's all no. <laughs> this, like I said, this was a little bit different flavor that you'd get from Quentin Tarantino, but mm. it was still there. He like his essence was still there, mainly because all the n words. Yeah, uh, if you didn't know that uh, this was his movie, just watch it for, you know, an hour and be like, oh, this is a Quentin Tarantino movie. Right? Yeah, they they say the n word, and then like the just the amount of like, like when they shoot the like the heads and the head just explodes. It's like, yeah, Quentin Tarantino. I don't think I was taken back by it as much as those two though. Mm-hmm. It could have also been because of the runtime. Maybe. It's not huge, but, I mean, you're just shy of three hours. So the movie takes a while. And like I said, watching it for three hours, it didn't feel like I was sitting there for three hours. I felt like I was sitting there for a fair amount of time watching the movie play out. But during that, you know, just shy of three hours runtime... There's a lot of stuff there. So yeah. it's kind of just always going and going and going and going and then going and going and going. Then it goes and it goes and it goes. I mean, it's surprising that I guess he wasn't nominated because, you know, his previous work. And this does fall in line with all of that. Yeah. Just like how I imagine the, what was the other one coming out? Um, Once Hollywood Upon a Time one? in Hollywood. Yeah. I imagine that's probably going to do just as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you're a bigger fan of it than I am. Uh, just if you compare those movies to with each other, 
Yeah, because they are like they kind of have a similar feel, I guess, ish, because they are later t- Tarantino films, whereas opposed to like earlier, yeah, where you could kind of rope together Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, and like Jackie Brown, and then Kill Bill kind of is by its like self because it it's that weird transitionary, like it's kind of still like that, but it's yeah, starting to feel like this. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Me personally, I I'm more of a Inglorious Bastards fan, mm. but I feel like this falls in line with those movies. So to me, it feels fine. One I thing that's too his own. One thing that's funny is that guitar that he smashes. Did you read about that? No. So that guitar they were supposed. To, it's a they actually rented it from like a historic like a museum like it's a it's an old school like guitar from that time they rented it and they were gonna swap it out with a replica so he, he could smash it no one told kurt russell that that was the, that wasn't the replica so when he grabbed it out of her, her hands and he smashed it that was the real thing that's why she's like so like oh my god like like her reaction did yeah. you like notice like she like looks over like weird too like she's looking towards Quentin tarantino like what the fuck yeah. Yeah, because, like, he smashed the real guitar. Like, that's why the museum won't rent out, like, guitars to Hollywood anymore or anything. This is kicking off our Christmas movies, by the way. Christmas. Woo! Um, and for those who say this isn't a Christmas movie, pretty sure I heard a Christmas carol in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so. There's, there's so, snow. There's snow. Okay. There's, Mexicans died, yeah. right? So, Christmas, right? Exactly. It was a really good film. I don't know why I waited so long to watch it. I think, honestly, I think part part of it Just was the runtime. <laughs> the run <time. laughs> uh, but I also think it's because I'm not a huge fan of Westerns. Well, at least I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I will say over the last like two or three years, I've kind of, okay, you know, all right. Um, maybe my love for Westworld has helped that. It may be. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it, I definitely, like, I can see how this movie was, like, a special movie for him. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it, it's not, it feels very similar, but it still has, like, its very own feel to it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I'm kind of hoping that that's what the next one ha- happens with, or kind of hope the next one, that's what happens with it. But this movie... On its own, it's definitely worth the watch. Yeah. Um, it's very entertaining. I can't really find any negative thing to say. I pretty, I think I got everything that I'd want from the movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wish it was a little bit more funny. Because, you know. <laughs> yeah. Everything else, like like we, we just said, like, when Glorious Bastards was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Django Unchained was hilarious. This had funny parts in it, but, you know. Didn't carry the same, same way. Yeah, I don't know. Great. I think it was a good film. Good. It's not Inglorious Bastards great, but it's great enough. So this week, um, we're going to talk about something we've kind of touched on a little bit before in our segment where we talked about like people finishing films for other people. This time it's going to take a, it's going to bring it, it's going to bring that together with something else that we've also talked about, which is like fandom and fan backlash and all that. So we're going to talk about authorial intent. 
And so what that means is like, it's basically what the author of any kind of piece of media, be it like film or TV or um, books or anything like either they, after the fact, talk about some either subtext or something that wasn't explicitly said or that was just implied about the, the media itself after the fact or whether or not something they meant for it is explicitly said. Um, another, a good like point in that is J.K. Rowling saying that Dumbledore's gay after the fact when she never explicitly in the books. Like this is her saying, you know, as the author, I'm telling you that Dumbledore's gay. And it could be for whatever number of reasons. It could be because she actually meant it and she just didn't want it didn't want a book where they're going to challenge her on it and be like, oh, well, you can't say that this character is gay because gay people don't exist, so we can't show it. Or for her just to, like, score points with the LGBTQ plus um, community by saying, oh, yeah, he was gay the whole time. And they're like, oh, my God, I love it. Jeez, great representation. <laughs> but then one thing, I, one, one thing I was looking at, I was, like, it was saying, at what point do, does the author get to say this is what i meant for this to which the fans have said well this is what we get from this like at what point do we have to divide that where does do we give credit to the author like to let them say after the fact or do we do we ignore them and say well the fans came up with this because on the other side of that would be the eu the star wars eu where the fans created their whole expanded thing, and then George Lucas came in and was like, well, uh, actually, see, back back in, like, um, 20 years before, th this is what happened, and I'm rewriting the whole history of, of uh, Star Wars previous to this. And then Disney came and was like, yeah, everything you guys wrote, yeah, that's wrong. Do we listen to what the author says after the fact, or do we listen to what the fans say after the fact? Who owns the who owns it after the fact? Once this is said and done, like like with um, the Star Wars original trilogy, let let's say we're back in like 80, 84, 85. The first three have just come out; they're done. George Lucas is like, I'm not making any more. Um, here here you go. But then he. Let's say he, he goes to some, like, fan convention is like, oh, yeah, well, the whole time uh, Chewbacca is trans. Now, like, what do you do with that information? Like, is that something, like, the author is allowed to do? Or is that something, like, the fans should be like, well, <laughs> hold your horses there. Like, that's not something that we got from this. Like, what do you mean that Chewbacca was this way the whole time? Okay. If you boil it down. Uh-huh. To the hard facts, where people just stop crying and accept for what it is. Mm -hmm. I would say technically the author has the right to say and do whatever. It's their work of art. Mm -hmm. Take it as it is. So all authors get to supersede um, their fans? Well, I'll say this. What if you wrote a piece of literature uh. and it was a bestseller or whatever, right? Mm. Now, in your literature, the way you wrote it, it was like an allegory for anarchy and revolution mm -hmm. and, and, and equality and acceptance. Yeah. But decades and decades after you pass, 
neo-Nazis picked it up and they're like, see, this is for us. Because the way you wrote it, they can say like, well, they he never said that guy's black. Why would people think he's black? He's obviously white. This is about the white race and how amazing it is and how we have to come together all different shades of white and come <laughs> together. Pink, redneck, cracker. <laughs> and from there, they build this whole universe and they write their own stories and they say no this is this is this and this is that right yeah are they wrong maybe (laughs) you see it it's something where if you're talking about the actual who has the right to say whatever right Mm -hmm. it's hard it's it kind of depends on what do you mean the right because J.K. Rowling has the right to say this character is gay, this person is born here. Um, actually, these spells, uh, they didn't come uh, they didn't come out till this time period. And, and you're like, but but they clearly said that it's an old thing. You're like, no, those are different styles of that. And as dumb as and shitty as it sounds, it's like, well... I mean, she's technically writing it. Now, you as a fan have the right to say, that's dumb. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't. I love this story. I love this story. I don't give a shit about these stories. This doesn't matter. Yeah. Star Wars Now, right? Mm. Star Wars Now is such an interesting thing because people say how much they hate the way it's going now. And. George Lucas isn't a part of it like like he was back in the day. But when he was a part of it like he was back in the day, they hated just as much. Yeah. Because it didn't align with what they wanted it. Oh, well, wait, where's where's um, Luke's twin kids at? The, oh, that just doesn't make any sense. It's like, no, you made that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we're bringing it back to this is how it goes in this storyline. If the best way to look at it like that, it's it's like these Marvel movies. This is all one continuous storyline. Yeah. But now you're getting the Into the Spider-Verse, which that's just a similar story from a different timeline. Yeah. Um, the Venom movie and uh, whatever they're doing with that. That's, you oh, know. Morbius. Yeah, that's a different storyline. Can't say that those don't exist. And, and if... I don't like any of those. I don't have to watch them. I still have my main Marvel timeline, right? Yeah. And then it's funny because we talk about the timeline even being fucked up. <laughs> but they said exactly what it was, so that's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, I could I could cry about it. Like, Does not make any sense? But I saw Thor before I saw Black Panther. You don't make any sense. It's like, doesn't matter. Yeah. They, they can write whatever they fuck. They could say... Actually, Black Panther was was it's it's taken back in the '60s, right? But see, they didn't know they were time traveling to the '60s. Exactly. It sounds stupid, but they have if they wrote it, they have that right to say it. Yeah, and I think it, I think it makes it harder for us because we not only are we like fans of like these franchises, but we're also like creators. We know what we intend for like something that we make. Like me, like writing, like writing a script. It's like yeah, even though like it's like just a dumb like 
oh, like, oh, I wrote this really quick, but it's like, it comes from something, right? And for you to, for someone to look at it and be like, well, I get this from that. And it's like, well, that's not what I meant. It's like, yeah, but see, that's not what you're saying. I, I totally, I totally understand both sides. Like, cause I, I'm also like the kind of person who's like, well, but see, like that doesn't make any sense because of this. But then at the same time, I think about myself and I'm like, in my head, I'm beating myself like, up because like, I'm a nerd. nerd. Yeah. In a sense, everyone's right. Yeah. Everyone has the right to say, no one's telling these people who hate these Star Wars movies to watch them. No. No one's telling these people that they have to continue to believe that these movies exist because yeah. guess what people i mean we talk about this all the time people are very thick-headed and oh, they believe God, in yeah. exactly what they want when they want however they want for whatever they want right mm. you can lay out any and all facts of something and someone will say no no this even going as far as though no, that's a oh see Yo, you're just buying into their conspiracy or whatever, right? Mm. That's just how people work. <laughs> well, it's like, it doesn't matter how crazy they are. It's just exactly how people work. It's like me with like the new um, Fantastic Beasts. It's like I didn't particularly like the the first one that much. Like it was okay, but then I saw this one coming out. I'm like, I love Harry Potter, but like to me, this isn't really Harry Potter anymore. It's just like. They just want more money, and it's like, I get it, but, like, I'm not going to go see it. I didn't see it. Like, I know what I don't want to see. I'm not going to go see it if I don't want to see it. I'm just going to go watch them and be like, why did I pay money to go see this? Oh, I'm so mad right now. Yeah, it's going to turn to your mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you could say that's ignorant, but it's fine. Just, like, imagine you get your uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space sequel. Yeah. And it sucks ass. Yeah. Is that going to make you like Killer Clowns any less? Nope. Because I'm a grown up and I, and if I choose to not want to believe that anymore, then like, okay. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm not someone who's like, wait, you're telling me that Mike Tobacco wouldn't be like this like grizzled guy, like waiting for the clowns to return. Like he's just some normal Joe and like living in the same town. Like what? Like you're, t- oh, this isn't the Killer Clowns I wanted. <laughs> See? It- mm. I feel like authors and the, the and their fans need to balance each other. Like they need to find a good because sometimes there's some authors that will go out of their way to be like, no, everything you everything you're doing. Like um, I was watching a video. They brought up how uh, when um, fan fiction was like first coming on like onto like the internet. Like um, what's her name? The the lady who wrote like Interview with the Vampire. All those all those. Books. Oh, Anne Rice? No. Is, is it Anne Rice? Is it Anne Rice? I don't know. She writes vampire shit. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I'll say Anne Rice. I don't know. White, old, older white lady. She went out of her way to, like, take lawsuits against anyone who would publish any kind of fan fiction. And it's like, see, at that point, that's where you're going too far as the author. Like, you can't even let them, like, have their own dumb little story where they're just, like, writing go because they see, can't have any kind of fun my story these vampires don't bite each other's dicks yeah and suck the the blood out of their penis uh-huh. that's not how i wrote these vampires yeah that's not real and there was no furries in my in my story <laughs> they're not furries they're werewolves they're were- werewolves wear cats wear dogs 
but then again, it's like, yeah, like like you said with like some fans, like they're being so hardcore and dogmatic to like these films that came out what for almost fifty years ago, and it's like you can't bend a rule for it for this film that came out so long ago that like times have changed, and it's like oh. Oh yeah, they're including somebody of color now. It's like, yeah, because we don't live in the seventies anymore, where you didn't see any black people in films. Yeah. Yeah. Where I where I draw my line, it's like just stop talking about it. Like if you really hate, I'm not saying you don't like. If you hate these movies and hate what's coming out now, just don't watch it. You still have everything, anything that you loved about whatever you still have mm-hmm. right doesn't matter what the author or the creator has to say mm. even if what they say becomes canon and it's fact it doesn't take away from how you feel about it what you like yeah. about it what you're getting from it um if it does you still have the option to say you're stupid i don't believe that i'm just gonna stick with this right mm-hmm. and it's fine you can still see it the way you want you could perceive it how you want, and you're okay to be that way, right? I don't know. I I, I know, like I said, this is a very emotional uh, conversation because these things are a part of people's lives. But there's a point where you have to say, like, all right, either you go with the flow or you take your stand and just let it be. You know, you don't have to stand on every <laughs> every corner yelling about how something sucks because you don't like it anymore. So yeah, I I don't know it. It's always just, this conversation is going to be continuing no matter what. But mm. where we stand, I think that's probably the best way we could explain it. It's that we understand both sides, but you have to be willing to either. Accept it, go with the flow, and continue on that path, or just stop and let it be, and don't be, you know, a whiny crybaby bitch about it. Yeah. Because you can still watch your favorite movie the way you want to watch. You can still have everything prior to what was being said or what's being said, and and not acknowledge that and just be like, oh, well, whatever, you know. We'll just end it right there. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. We are in Christmas time. It's hard for us to really say that because when people think, oh, it's Christmas time, they're thinking like, oh, yeah, there's snow everywhere mm. and, you know, beautiful lights. But it's like, no, it's just Arizona. It's maybe a little bit colder. Yeah. But... I mean, the the hottest it got today was like eighty something. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, chilly. Ooh, Ooh so cold. Ooh, burr. Um, so yeah, uh, if you guys enjoy what we do mm-hmm. and want to hear more, please uh, listen to older episodes. Everything is on our Pippa page. You you see everything listed there, and you can find a link to that. Uh, on our Instagram and our Twitter at intb underscore podcast, or you can email us directly for anything you want at intbpodcast.com at gmail.com at gmail.com. 
And yeah, guys, we're coming up on a year. Um, Ooh, dang! <laughs> it was it was this time last year where we started the podcast. So the you know next year it's you know gonna be one year anniversary Ooh. to us doing the podcast, putting it out, yeah. trying. So that's kind of mind blowing. Yeah, this year was crazy. Next year, hopefully, is gonna be crazier. Or better. Maybe not crazy, just better. <laughs> you don't want it to be crazier? No, just better. <laughs> I can deal without crazy. Just oh, let okay. it be the best. But until then, guys, always remember. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs>